Hello and welcome to TGen Talks. I'm Mark Moran. Multiple myeloma is a type of blood cancer that forms in bone marrow. It's the second most frequently diagnosed blood cancer, and more than 100,000 people in the United States are living with it. Today, we're joined by Dr. Jonathan Keats, assistant professor in the Integrated Cancer Genomics Division at TGen. Through his work with the COMPASS Project, Dr. Keats's team has sequenced more than 1,000 genomes to understand multiple myeloma, and he's leading TGen's efforts in a single-cell sequencing through the Human Cell Atlas. Welcome, Dr. Keats. Thank you. Why is multiple myeloma such a challenging cancer? Well, multiple myeloma, it's a hematological cancer or blood cancer, and somewhat unique to myeloma compared to other blood cancers. There's a real diversity of genetic events that underlie the disease. So some cancers like chronic myelogenous leukemia, there's a single genomic defect that really defines all patients that have that disease. And they even have a therapy for that one defect, which has been absolutely astounding change to the outcome for those patients. Multimyeloma, though it's one cancer that the pathologists cause, genetically it looks like it's maybe 10 to 15 different very distinct diseases. And even within those broader groups, we can't really define often a single genetic event that really defines what that patient is. So it makes it much more difficult to really say what is myeloma. That's why it's so important to really get a better understanding of what genetically is driving these individual tumors. And it's really taking us towards really a more personalized model of precision medicine for each individual patient because they're quite different. When I hear blood cancer, I automatically think leukemia. Is that correct, or is yeah, there more so, to it than No, that? so blood cancers, we break blood cancers into three titles. One's leukemias, the other one is lymphomas, and then the last one is multiple myeloma, are the three big groups of blood cancers. There's some other diseases that are related to one of those three typically, but those are kind of the, the main groups of blood cancers. Well, I understand that the COMPASS project is one of the largest in the world. Can you tell us more about the project and why, in this case, bigger is better? The COMPASS project is a study sponsored by the Multimyeloma Research Foundation, where TGen is really providing the core analysis team for the project. And it's a project that now today has 1,143 patients that are enrolled on what is an observational clinical trial. So all patients had to be newly diagnosed with multimyeloma within 30 days and have never received any treatment. And we received samples from all those patients for genome, exome, and RNA sequencing. And then those patients are actually followed for eight years. So we know the treatments they're getting over that eight-year time point. If they progress, we know they've progressed, and we try to get another sample from them so we can really understand how their tumors are changing genetically with time and how the therapy they receive uh, impacts how they change. And why that's so important is multimyeloma has been a disease that from when I started working in the field in 1999, the average patient was surviving three years, and we really the treatments hadn't improved in 30 years. Since that time, particularly in the last uh, seven-ish years, what we our most difficult conversation is with a patient trying to tell them, on average, how long do we expect they'll survive because no study has been ongoing since the new drugs are available. Uh, so most patients are surviving seven to 10 years today, but we still don't even know what we would really tell someone what's the average expected survival because the treatment paradigms have changed so much. So what COMPASS is is one of the first studies that really takes those today's standard treatments and is giving patients straight out in the community 
those treatments and then following how they do and how that affects their genetics. And then considering there's these many groups of multi-myeloma, if certain groups of myeloma patients should be getting different treatments. So we'll start to answer those questions with the study and to really address that because there's so many different types of myeloma. We have three different clinical arms that really represent the standard of care uh, worldwide now. Um, we need enough patients to really break down those groups to say, well, if you're one of these 10 groups of patients, this is the treatment you do best on, which is why it's such a large study. You mentioned the progress um, since 1999, but what about the last eight years during COMPASS? Have you felt that really accelerate, or do you think uh, it's about where it has been? No, we were, so we were very fortunate when we started this study. Treatment had completely changed from classic chemotherapy to two broad drug classes, one that we call immunomodulatory drugs, one derived from thalidomide that caused all the birth defects in the 60s, and another group called proteasome inhibitors that basically clog up the garbage can in our, in our uh, cells, but particularly really effective for myeloma cells. That was completely changed how we treated this disease. But since then, we've been really fortunate. There's now been two monoclonal antibodies approved to treat patients that have been really the benchmark type of drugs used for many of the lymphomas over the last probably 15, 20 years. Uh, And we also now have what has been all the rage recently is the CAR T-cell system. Uh, So multi-myeloma is definitely primed to probably be the next disease to have an FDA-approved CAR T-cell, most likely targeting BCMA. You recently collaborated on a study that looked at the number of genetic changes among uh, people of African descent versus European descent with regard to multiple myeloma cases. Why is this so important to study, and why is this study so important? It's important from two aspects. Um, Principally, multiple myeloma is much more common in people of African descent, regardless if they're living in the United States or Europe or Africa themselves, than uh, people with European descent. Um, So there's been a lot of questions about why it's almost three times more common in that population what is the genetic event that's really causing it to be more common in people from of African descent in just pure incidence of getting the disease? So a study like COMPASS was one of the very first really large cancer genomic studies that ever really reflected the U.S. census and had enough patients in it to start to ask that question to say, we know the incidence is higher in people of African descent, but is there a genetic feature that occurs in the tumor cell that you're not born with, but the tumor cell developed that really defines uh, that disease within that group? And it's a study like COMPASS that's the only way we can really ask those questions to see if there's any significant difference between those populations. What are you finding, or is it too soon to tell? There are, there are some findings um, that suggests that there's potentially some difference. So historically, we've talked about there's two broad groups of disease, one that we call hyperdiploid and another group that have translocations. We're able to show that those patients that have the hyperdiploid phenotype are much more common in patients of African descent. There's a couple of uh, genetic events that we associate with therapies today that were less commonly observed in patients of African descent. So if they were going into personalized medicine clinical trials, they'd be less likely to get a drug dominated based on the genetics of the tumor as some of the findings we have so far. But you feel like there's progress being made in this area? Yeah, no, I think it's um, one of the first times we're really seeing big advances and um, we still haven't really found what's causing the higher incidence. But studies like COMPASS and several other studies that as more and more of that data adds, a lot of those types of studies to really understand why one disease is more common in a certain ethnic group or 
why what's causing a certain disease really requires like tens of thousands of samples to really statistically find something. Um, so hopefully this effort plus other efforts is really going to lead us to understand that uh, and find the truth behind it. Certainly sounds like you're headed in the right direction. We're visiting today on TGen Talks with Dr. Jonathan Keats, who's an assistant professor in the Integrated Cancer Genomics Division at TGen the Translational Genomics Research Institute, a nonprofit biomedical research center headquartered in Phoenix. TGen is an affiliate of City of Hope. To learn more, visit tgen.org. I'm Mark Moran, and thanks for listening to TGen Talks.